Forever Young Adult, a podcast where I, Aoife, and I, Kira, read and discuss young adult fiction. And this week, I read a young adult fiction, Aoife, and for the first time on this podcast, I have to tell you that I did not like the book, and I actually didn't finish the book, um, because... It was a very difficult read, physically, on my eyes. It was difficult. (laughs) Was Um, it just moving? Was the text purple? What do you mean? No, it was just, my eyes had to read the words and then process them in my brain. And that was difficult for me, physically and emotionally, this week. And it wasn't a dyslexia thing, because recently I started a book that I really wanted to read. Um, and that I had been considering reading for the pod and then I discovered that I couldn't read it in the format in which it was printed and I couldn't get it online for like an e I couldn't get an e-copy of it or um, an audiobook I possibly could have if I paid for it but the libraries didn't have them so I handed it off to you to consider for the pod and that wasn't the issue I could read the formatting of this book but the words and the sentencing of it were unpleasant in my brain. Are you telling me the book's badly written? Because I feel there are more clear ways you could say that. Yes, the book was badly. I believe that the book was badly written. It was not to your taste and you did not enjoy it. Every sentence took five sentences. Everything that this author wanted to say took at least five sentences and sometimes longer. And I didn't enjoy it. I feel very bad because... It's an Irish author and it's a spooky and it's set in Ireland and it draws on some things about Irish history and like the concept of the book I was really here for and whoever wrote the blurb for this author, their editor deserves top marks because I picked up the book and I was like, oh, this sounds great. And my partner picked up the book when it was lying around the flat for four weeks um, and was like, oh, this sounds great. And then both of us started actually reading the book and we were like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Because I was like, maybe I'm just being very, very cruel and judgmental. But but Ben also tried to read us. And you have different tastes in books. We have different tastes in books and he would have more patience for a difficult read. He reads a lot of history things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want my book to be not easy reading, but I don't want to struggle to read through it. I want mm-hmm. to enjoy the process. Whereas he has the patience for that. He likes he likes these things. He's like, I am I am besting this book in combat. I will win. He has read Ulysses. Wow. So, yeah. Like we have respect for him uh-huh. um, and his ability to struggle through. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, he didn't, he was like two paragraphs in and he was like, this is not for me. And I was just like, think how I feel. Cause he was, he was, I told him that I had not finished the book, even though it was for the podcast. And he was like, Kira, 
it's for the podcast. You got to finish the book. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I read 250 of this 350 page book. And that was, that was enough. So I don't know how it ends. Um, That's basically. Fair and valid. And dude, I got to tell you, like delighted that you're finally meeting your scatter heart like the worst book the book that you hate so much and you don't want to finish but like even i was able to finish scatter heart so i'm very imp- i'm really interested in finding out what this book did to you <laughs> because if you have lower patience for a bad read than ben does i have even lower patience than you like if it's a subject matter i'm really into i will push through some bad prose to get the like good meat of like the stories I enjoy but like (sighs) before we started recording Kira did read me a few excerpts and I was like this sounds like it sounds comically bad um if anyone's watched The Good Place in the final season there is a character who is like comically unable to know when he's doing a bad job at something and he writes a book and it reminded me of that book um so so the plot of the book is that our main character Aiden who is living in a small Irish town that I believe is somewhere Kerryish mm-hmm. very rural small town it has a library Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the smallest of rural towns. But it was heavily affected by the famine back in the famine days. That becomes relevant later. I'm so suspicious of that already because like everywhere was highly affected by the famine. I think the population of my region fell to a quarter of its previous population. And I'm like, okay. So, so yeah, like everywhere was, was highly affected by the famine but some areas some areas had whole whole villages and towns gone whereas other places had a population that could sustain half the place or something yeah so so his was like very heavily hiss things were very bad i'll get i'll come to us i don't feel like it was good famine representation yeah in this book don't worry We'll, we'll have to do the Famine Trilogy, actually. Children of the Famine Trilogy. Even though that is, like, an actual children's book. But... Great book. Great series. I'll do them. I love them. I've recently reread all three. Just because I was like, these are great. Sorry, sidetrack. Um, so our main character, Aiden, is living in this small, probably Kerry town. And he is suicidal due to being bullied for reasons that... He explains, but that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. As a person who experienced some minor level bullying, I will admit at a much younger age, primary school age, um, I don't, and I understand that people can be bullied for any reason and that bullies don't necessarily always have a reason. But the reason that this boy is being bullied is because, so he was a nobody Mm -hmm. In this, in this area and nobody cared about him and they just left him alone. And then he started dating this girl called Caitlin. Then she cheated on him with a boy from a traveling fair. Mm-hmm. And after this, everyone started bullying Aiden 
because his girlfriend cheated on him? That's nothing. That's nothing. But, like, he's getting, like, proper abuse. Like, the level of bullying that he is experiencing is bad. Like, he's getting a lot of it, but it doesn't... I don't understand why. (laughs) Like, it explains it in detail. Mm. He was dating a girl... And she cheated on him and now he is being bullied. I don't fully see why she's not being punished. She's not being punished socially. Um, He is. And also there's a whole thing about like, it's even worse that she, like if if she had cheated on him with someone from the town or the village, it would have been okay or er, okay er. But she cheated on him with a traveler and therefore it's much worse. But I'm like, if someone's social, like, class is going to be judged or brought down by this event, then it it's should hers. be hers. Yeah. She's, I don't, anyway. I'm also kind just of, like, infidelity is not uncommon in teenage relationships. In, like, in it's, 17 year olds? It's, listen, it is bad. If you have a monogamous relationship happening, you should not be sleeping with other people. It's really hurtful for your partner. I wouldn't say that the reason not to do it is that you might impact their social standing. I think it's because if you want to hook up with people who aren't your partner, you need to discuss that with your partner or not have a partner and just hook up with whoever you want. But I just, I don't understand. Like, this is the kind of thing that, what what I feel would be natural as someone coming from a very small town myself is... Maybe people make fun of him a bit, uh, where they're like, oh my God, what was his name? Aiden? Aiden. You're like, oh yeah, Aiden lost his woman to his traveler lad. Fucking sucks for Aiden. What a loser. For like maybe two days. (laughs) And then they'd move on. They didn't even like, she shifted this boy. Like, that's all that happened between them. They just shifted each other. I'm like, maybe everyone needs to chill. And like, yeah, I just... Anyway, he is suicidal due to all this bullying. But, like, my my point is there's better relationship drama to make fun of. Like, I'm absolutely sure that there's other kids in this community who are doing... Who, who have more interesting drama to bully them for. And the only thing... The only thing I can think of is that he reacts in a way that's really fucking hilarious to the bullies when they say this. Like, they're like, haha, your girlfriend kissed someone else and he starts, like screaming in the street or something and they all get to skip business class because he has to like that's the only way I can think of this persisting no for the most part he just like ignores them or like some of the back chat that he does is like a little bit snarky and okay but not like ooh levels of responses at any point because later in the book he gets his confidence up Um, And he does have like an ooh response and everyone claps. Mm -hmm. And he's literally just like one of the main bullies who's called Rassington. Basically, he's like, everyone hates you and someday you'll be dead and everyone will be happy. And the whole crowd is like, ooh, dang. And it's, I'm like, that wasn't that much of a burn. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, Rassington comes from like not a great family and like it could well happen that like, his parents don't care if he dies. This is social classes happening, eh, boys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
I will say that I, okay, I don't know the author personally, but my impression from reading his book is that he doesn't have a lot of fondness for poor people. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of their, some of the more, like nobody in the book is straight up rich, but mm-hmm. definitely the antagonists have less than our, our main character. Um, so, so I'll just say that for him. Um, That's kind of my biggest point that will make me (laughs) unforgivably detest someone is lack of compassion for the poor. Because uh, it's, it's also hard to tell because our main character also has lack of compassion for everyone. He also has a younger brother, which I kept forgetting until the younger brother kept brought up because by other characters, because our main character doesn't talk about him at all unless someone else talks about him. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, there's a younger brother involved. This You have siblings. I mean, that's <laughs> he not does... unrealistic, actually. It's He talks about his mom quite a bit and he talks about his dad quite a bit. And he refers to like oh, I saw this person who knows my dad and I saw this person who knows my mom. So, like, he references his family quite a bit, but, like, he never sees someone that he knows via his younger brother or mm. that they they have a brother or a sibling in their class. I don't know. I, I recently read a book that centered on, on younger siblings, so maybe I'm, it's just in my head at the moment that people would care about their families. What book... Did you read with siblings in it? Uh, Pess, which I'm going to be reading for the pod next month. Very nice. We'll be talking about in the pod. Um, so that's where we meet our our boy Aiden. I actually don't even want to refer to him. I don't, yeah, I was going to say, don't call him our boy. Do not make this part of... I'm not part of this. <laughs> I'm not fond of him. So this is where we meet Aiden. Mm. I also don't want to just like rag on the book because I'm sure that every book has a reader. I firmly believe that every book has a reader. Mm-hmm. I was not the reader for this book. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know who the reader for this book is, but I'm sure it has one somewhere. You know, it'd be really, really funny. What? If I read it and adored it. I'll give it to you. you no, we'll do a follow up episode uh, where you defend shiver through the shiver the whole night through, which I should have taken. See, I don't think you mentioned the title yet. The book is called Shiver the Whole Night Through by Dara McManus. Um, when I look at the title, I'm like, I should have taken this as a hint that it was going to be a difficult read because the author likes to use five words where one word would do. Mm-hmm. But then I also remember that there was a long period of time where very long titles were in fashion. Mm-hmm. And this book came out in that era. So wasn't a true warning. I'm just being negative. I'm so sorry <laughs> to the listeners. I think hating on the book is fine. We just need to keep it dynamic. We need to keep hating on new things. We need to make sure we're giving a good overview about all that happens in this book and why you hate it. At what point did you decide, I can't finish this? Um, I think around page 100. Wow. Was when, so I read like the first couple of chapters and I was like, this is not improving. But I have said on the pods, that I'm going to read this book. And so I will read this book. 
uh, because I'm accountable to our listeners. But it was, yeah, it did. We have delayed recording this episode because we were trying to record episodes a little bit more in advance than we were previously. And we delayed recording this episode entirely so that I could finish this book. And then I messaged you like two days ago and I was like, no, it's not happening. Can we, how do you feel if we record without ha- me having finishing the book? And you were like, yeah, cool. It's an experience. <laughs> um, so yeah, it took like most books that I read for the pod, I maximum of a week if it's slow going and most of them I read within like two or three days but this one I've been four weeks trying to read this book so yikes this is the last time I announce I'm reading a book before I start it I am really proud of you for getting through 150 more pages after being like I can't do this (laughs) um so that's our main character and his situation he is suicidal doing due to be being bullied for reasons that don't make sense and we meet him as he is standing on a bridge about to jump and we get like a page and a half of him just contemplating the concept of suicide and comparing himself to other famous people who have committed suicide due to various methods and like none of it it's not like a copycat suicide they're all much older suicides that are famous and none of them are using the method in which he intends and then someone walks up and is like dude get off the bridge I don't want to have to rescue you and so he just does and goes home and I'm not saying that that is not a legitimate response that often happens. Sometimes if you are suicidal and intend to kill yourself, a small interruption is enough in that moment. But you persist in being suicidal, though. (laughs) He does persist in being suicidal-ish, where he's like, it's chill. I have all the time in the world to kill myself. And I'm like, this is true, but... I I feel like you shouldn't know that it's true. Yeah. Me or him? Him. <laughs> um, I'm just like, I have read a lot of books in which mental illness is like a main threadbare throughout the book and books in which there are characters who are very suicidal. We've and literally going read through... Tuesdays. Well, I haven't read Tuesdays, but... This book should not be mentioned in the same in the same breath as Tuesdays. I think it should Don't be compared directly it. to Tuesdays because Tuesdays is an Irish book that deals with ghosts and suicidality. Well. Oh God. I don't know. The, the lack of levity to which this boy is feeling towards his own lack of interest to being alive just feels wrong and diminishes the whole thing. There's no levity to yeah. anything that he is, a fe- is is feeling. So he goes home after this encounter and he wakes up the next morning to his mom being like, have you heard the news? And I'm like, of course he hasn't heard the news. You've woken him up. Yeah. But <laughs> that is very uh, Irish I- mammies though. <laughs> it is. The mom is actually not bad. I like the mom. But the mom informs him that a girl a couple of years above him in school has died 
and her name was Shlonya. Shlonya. Spell that for me. S L A Father I N E. Onya with a S L. Yeah. Slonya. What the fuck? Um, there's a pronunciation guide at the front of the book. And her name is the top one. Our Ew, ew, ew. I just saw how they say Podrick. Ew. Like it's correct, but what a gross thing. Yeah. The pronunciation guide actually like nearly threw me off a couple of times because I was like, is that how you say that? Slonya is a name. I'm Googling now. Uh, Slonya is a Scots name. Uh, Scots Gaelic name. It is also occasionally Irish. It is uh, both masculine and feminine. It is an androgynous name. And it technically means health. So uh, there we go. That's hilarious because she's dead. Yeah. I will say like you are... You're like the the lack of levity this kid has about his suicidality reads weird. And like I get that. But also I think that's a very real type of person who exists is like extremely self-centered uh suffering emo teenager who thinks about Kurt Cobain and people who've committed suicide and who might even like stand there on the bridge and be like not suicidal in the slightest if you really get down to it but be like well I'm dealing with a tough thing and a lot of my heroes committed suicide when their lives were hard so I'm I'm going to be like them. And although it's very annoying to read, it does ring tr- true, you know? Okay. I will allow for that. What age is our protagonist again? I believe he is 17. A mm. uh, bit old for it. Which, but... which does come... Oh, it's a bit later when he's at a police station and I'm just like, you're 17. Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. But... So he wakes up. His mom informs him that Slania has died. Um... And the situation in which she has died is very suspicious. And it, everyone believes that she has committed suicide by falling asleep in the local spooky woods and then just dying of the cold. What time of year is it? It's November. So it, a person... Not, I don't think it's ever gotten that cold in Ireland. Like, so you can die of the cold in Ireland. Yeah, if you're like up a mountain and you get rained on and you get soaked through and I don't think you can get, you can die in a shaded wood area. I, w- I will remind you that every year rough sleepers die on the streets of Ireland due to the cold. That is true. These people tend to have health issues due to chronically sleeping in the cold and having quite poor nutrition. I would say a reasonably robust teenage girl sleeping one night in a wood is not going to kill you. Your family do hiking, Kira. I know, but we sleep in a tent. We we are prepared for the elements. My partner um, goes hiking with just a sleeping bag to sleep in. People do it. And again, you're not going to be comfortable and happy. But I think if you're a teenager, you're that young and that healthy. Unless she does have chronic health issues or she does have like, I guess I suppose if she has 
malnutrition. She might not have the best heat. Oh, I hate it. This is so much like a crime book, like a really shit pulpy crime book that you're going to read in like the airport because there's nothing else to read and like the male character is very self-absorbed and the female character is so delicate she dies of sleeping in the woods one night yeah so she she apparently froze to death in the woods um and everyone believes that this was self-inflicted suicide but aiden is suspicious of it and just kind of like mostly he's fascinated at the idea that this beautiful girl who's only a year or two older than him who's going to college who has everything and the future above her and is still suicidal and succeeded where he has failed um and that she has like because he's emo and she has so much life and possibility and no one is bullying her she's got he's got a good social situation bet, going bet her girlfriend never shifted a traveler also like i know this kind of goes without saying because we know each other but we are speaking on the podcast and our listeners might necessarily know us it is unbelievably shitty to make someone's ethnicity a thing and be like i can't believe Aiden's girlfriend shifted a traveler like that's not just like another boy like traveling people are people and in Ireland they're subject to a lot of racism and that fucking sucks but uh yeah just to make our stance on that clear the book does not go into the humanity of travelers I will say there there is no other yeah there is no other travelers mentioned within the book other than the ones that came with the fair um and they are they're not really demonized so like he doesn't really have any hard feelings for this boy he but he is also just like it lowered the it lowered the social capital of the woman i had managed to acquire yeah basically it's bad um he's only that boy is only ever mentioned as being hot though so i'm like good good for him him. um apparently a lot of girls were crushing on him good for her (laughs) I, I hear her boyfriend was a drip, so... Oh, I totally agree. She tries to, like, get him back later in the book, and I'm like, girl, no. And also, he hates her. He doesn't... Huh. So, I'm sure that while they were dating, he liked her, but honestly, I, th- I truly believe that while they were dating, he liked her for the social capital having a girlfriend gave him and not for her herself. And I also get the impression that like, I don't know, but also he really dislikes her name and he brings it up multiple times because her name, her name is Caitlin, right? Yeah. But he's like, that's so American. It is very American. Your name should be Kathleen. What are you doing with that fake name? And I'm like, it's not her fault. She didn't name herself. Her parents named her and they decided to call her Caitlin and she's continuing to be called Caitlin because that's her name. And you can't just be telling people that their names suck and you can't hate a person for not liking their name. And if you're going to do that, and if if you're going to do that, just don't date that person so you don't have to constantly listen and say their name. Does he try to call her Kathleen and stuff? No, but like he discusses with us 
how much she hates her name. He discusses with another character who agrees that her name is terrible. And then at one point he's having a fight with her and I can't tell. The punctuation would imply that he tells her that her name is pronounced wrong, but she doesn't react to it. And therefore I'm like, maybe he just said that in his head, but you did put quote marks on it. So did you say that out loud? Because immediately afterwards, she's like, do you want to come to a dance with me? And I'm like, if someone told me that my name was pronounced wrong for its spelling, I wouldn't then ask them to go to a dance with me. Yeah, no, I would not hang out with that person on purpose again. Ooh, this reminds me of a very reasonably well-known American YA book. Well, series, The Raven Cycle by Maggie Steve Otter. Uh, we, we covered mm-hmm. a book by her, Shiver, um, when, like on our second pod. But she has a character in that called Blue, who dates a character called Gansey, who goes by his surname. And yes, that's the Irish word for jumper. But he's like, oh, Blue's such a weird name. I'm going to call you Jane. And it's like, a, it's it's a cute thing, which he like goes along with and she like likes him back and they have a bit of fun back and forth about how she was raised by witches and he's like from a conservative political family and isn't it fun and weird. But a dude telling you that your name is wrong is the worst thing ever and it should be a red flag for more people. Yeah, I, I agree. Um... But we are nearly 30 minutes into this recording and I haven't You literally the, don't like, need to. Of the you don't need to. You can tell me whatever you want. <laughs> um, so he has discovered that mm-hmm. Slania has died and he is going to investigate us because he's fascinated by the whole thing that she achieved mm-hmm. what he, he, he wishes to achieve. Um, and he like goes out to the to the site and like there's a bit of a police investigation because the police are also like So is accidental death not like an option here? They're just like either she killed herself or Apparently oh. not. Apparently not. Apparently they're like she definitely killed herself because she purposely wandered into the woods and then lay down to die. And not got lost um, and then laid down because she was tired. Nope. No. No, no, no. That's not an option. Come on, come on. Um, so after he goes investigating, he comes back to his own house and that night a message appears on his bedroom window, which is says, um, I didn't kill myself. And he immediately knows that this must be Slania. And he goes back out to the woods the next day and he meets her ghost. And from here on, it's a ghost love story, except that she no longer feels emotions the way humans do and honestly i'm not even that sure that she's that into him except that she does tell him that she loves him and that she's staying around kind of for him but nothing about the way he interacts with her and the way she interacts with him i'm like i think he's obsessed with her as opposed to loves her and i think that she is just like enthralled by the intention also kind of. he's like two I years didn't younger like their than interactions. her that is so unrealistic that any mm. young woman who's in college Nine. would want to date like an emo boy two years younger than her yeah um i marked so many things in this book 
to tell you about because I hated them. Like these were just like, I just kept marking things where I was like, this doesn't make sense. Why? Um, but now I can't remember. I should have labeled them better. As an overdramatic like, goth in emo it. teen, I have to say this is also very poor representation. Like, yeah. I was an overdramatic goth emo teen and I do not want this to be how I'm portrayed in literature. Yeah, it's not great. Um, so him and, and Slanya are like getting closer. She is a ghost-like being. She doesn't appear to move at all but she does like he's like when I see her move it's like I watched her move and didn't watch her move at all and I'm like okay weird and then there's other bits where like she can like she can go anywhere she wants but she can't enter private property but also she can because at one point she knocks him out by touching his forehead and putting him to sleep and then he wakes up the next morning in his own bed uh, in his pajamas and I'm like did she change your pajamas for you out of your clothes and he also has that realization and instead of being like that's really creepy and disturbing he's like oh my god her powers are so cool and I'm like no creepy and disturbing also, she's using her powers to tuck you into bed that's not like romantic that's <laughs> that is just Weird. funny to me I think she's mammying yeah. him and he thinks it's a romance. Um, and as their love story progresses, he's trying to find out what, why she died or who killed her because she maintains that she didn't kill herself. But she can't. She has like this weird connection to the world where she has lots of information that she never had as a living person. But she can't access... Who, how she died and maybe it's explained and I didn't get there but her powers and abilities are strange and contradictory within like the one chapter so I'm not that fussed about us but there's also people being attacked throughout the town and Aiden becomes a prime suspect because all the people being attacked are connected to having bullied him and what size I initially it's not that big. Because then like, you're not going to connect that because everyone's bullying him. And you'd be way yeah. more likely to suspect and... an adult. It's more. It's way... Okay. What's maybe happened is he's just the local weirdo and they're like, sure, it was probably Aiden. He's a strange lad. Um, so his friend Podsy, who was the only character in the whole book that I was like, you are decent. I like you. But I'm also like, you're way too decent to be hanging out with Aiden. That happens in teens. That does happen in teens. He is Aiden's only friend. And Podsy at one point is like, you're my only friend as well. And I'm like, dude, you could definitely have more friends than this. But his uncle is a Garda. And so Podsy has like information that he shouldn't necessarily have about the investigation into Slania's death and also stuff about the people who are being attacked and a couple of people have also died and initially they thought it was wild dogs but now there's like too many and also the ways in which they are being attacked and killed is like too too gruesome for it to be dogs so he has a load of information about which that sucks because there's no other irish animal that could do mm. that like we don't have any large fauna so 
Pogsy like comes up to him at one point and is like, dude, you've been acting really suspicious lately. And I don't think that you've been doing these things, but the guards do. And I'm just giving you a heads up so that you can like, like what what's going on? Can you think of another thing that's going on? Because Aiden has been sneaking out of his house every day for the last month to see his, his ghost girlfriend and acting really weird and spending less time with Pogsy, but also because he has a ghost girlfriend now, he's like a little bit more confident and just acting not his usual self. He's also no longer suicidal. Can they touch? He kind of, not really. Um, okay. She's also... Does she not want to hang out with like her family? I keep talking over you and I'm so sorry. Does she not want to go hang out with her family no, or anything? No, apparently not. Like, hey, please tell my beloved mother that like I'm not dead or I love her no, or whatever. She doesn't feel feel feelings and emotions the way that she used to before, remember? So she doesn't she doesn't care about any of those things. So she died and now she just is obsessed with him. Yeah, I hate this book because the main character is like, you know what's a perfect woman? Someone who has no one else she cares about and nothing else going on. And also she's yeah. dead. Um, and she's older than me. So that's sexy. She's also, you'll love this. She's not dressed as a ghost in the outfit that she died in. She's dressed in the outfit she was buried in. Okay. And what was that? It was a cool enough outfit because her cousin picked us. But why? Okay. why would you be dressed in like not if you could be dressed in anything why would you be dressed in the outfit you were buried in and not the outfit you died in or just a third anything you chose outfit yeah because the other the other possibility is that it is connected to her body somehow so like she's dressed like that because it's what her body's wearing in which case why isn't she decaying yeah so i have a description of her her death outfit Sonia was wearing what she'd been buried in. Full-length coat, high collar, intricate patterns, closed from neck to thigh with antique-style buttons. Trousers and long-pointed boots, also adorned with old-style buttons. Her hair held in an elaborate bun by various pins and grips. One lock curled past each ear, brushing her cheek. She looked as young as me, but simultaneously older. Her skin was extremely pale. Her lips were a bruised red. Her eyes were dark and shining. She was breathtaking. I mean, she sounds like a cool outfit. Sounds like she looks great. But she looks both as old as me and simultaneously older is some bullshit. Also, she was glowing. I mean, literally. Not like a neon sign, something gaudy. But this was softer. A diffused glow surrounding her whole being. As if she was shrouded in mist. Oddly... She was dressed all in black, but it felt as if she was in white, if that makes sense. Her clothes were dark, but the light seemed to be immunating from deep inside, from the core of Slania, or this presence in front of me that looked just like her. I'm like, dude, what? Oh my God, it's the dress that no one can agree is what <laughs> color it is. Yeah. Um, <sighs> There's so many shitty, like, okay. I feel like if I hate on this book too much, people will be like, oh, you're reading too much into it. And also, like, I totally haven't read it. But, like, there's so much about the character's perception of women Mm -hmm. in that description and in what you've told me so far. And I don't want to be like, 
it's conscious on the author's part or even that it's necessarily you know reflects the author's views because it could completely just be on the character but from what you're telling me it does not get addressed or deconstructed so it does come across just that like this kid's dream girl is older than him therefore cool but also a ghost and therefore has nothing better happening and it just does not reflect it does not seem like someone who um respects the personhood of their partners yeah and like he doesn't he asks her at one point if other people can see her and she's just like if I want them to but I don't so just you can see me and I'm like gross honestly um would that not be the start of like a serious conversation with your partner where you're like babe I love you if you do (laughs) but I think we, we we're also like it's not healthy I love you so much and that's why I want to see you flourishing. I want to see you happy and well. I think you should talk to your cousin. It seems like, you know, she picked out your outfit you died in. Were you guys close? Tell me about your cousin. Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't go that way. <laughs> Don't worry. You know what's a better ghost love what? story? Anna Dressed in Blood <laughs> by Kendar Blake, which I covered last year. Seriously, guys, if you want to read a really spooky, really scary um internally consistent uh spooky ghost story not without its problems but without these problems go for that one um so i was telling you about podsy at warning him about the guards and this is where you find Mm -hmm. like aiden has told us a few times about the people bullying him but podsy is like listen all the people who bullied you are all ending up like injured and stuff so and this is like some of the ways they're getting injured and he starts listing names and Aiden is like oh yeah no they definitely were all people who bullied me and it's just like some of the ways in which and I said this already like I don't understand why people Hmm. so viciously bullied him for seemingly so not so little and it's like Sally Cribben Three broken ribs, broken femur. She wrote a poem about what a pathetic shithead I was, her words, and recorded it for YouTube. Then she arranged for the video to be played in front of our class while the teacher was out of the room. See, no, someone would bully her for that. That's so funny. Why did she do that? Daniel Monaghan, lost an eye. He put cat vomit, God knows where he got us, in my shoes while I was in gym class and tossed my trainers down a rubbish shoes. I had to walk around in my socks, socks for the rest of the day. Needless to say, each one had a hole. But I'm like, why would you put... Why, like... These um, people are putting so say, much effort. Why the fuck are you calling it gym class? Yeah, there's a... Why is that There's gym a cl- lot of Americanisms in this book. Um, He says cops multiple times. Like... <sighs> Kira, I hate this book. <laughs> okay, okay, but let me be... Okay. In order for this to be realistic, they must have just been bullying him. He must have... Like, bullying happens. Bullying fucking sucks. And it's a real thing. And it happens to people. It happens to teenagers. And it's not their fault. Uh, but people don't start bullying you abruptly because you got cheated on. You get bullied because... People don't like you in general because it increases the social capital of the people who are bullying you to bully you because it's entertaining. A variety of reasons. It doesn't start abruptly because your girlfriend cheats on you. 
And also, if a girl writes a poem about how much you suck and performs it in front of the class, she's also getting yeah. bullied. Like, like she's all of, also going to get bullied. All for of that. the ways in which this these numerous people are bullying him are like way too intensive. I don't know anyone. Like, if one person was obsessed with him and bullying him to this degree, I would be like, yes, that makes sense. But like a whole group of people seemingly competing to see who can do the cruelest thing to him doesn't make any sense to me. And the planning. The planning involved. The amount of effort it takes to, like, write a poem, record it, and then organize for it to be played in front of the class on YouTube while the teacher isn't in the room. Like, that's just... Also, I'm like, why would you want evidence like that that you bullied someone? You can just... He can just report her for doing that. Just punch him. It's not complicated. Um, now, okay, I'm I'm kind of context for the <laughs> listeners. Um, we have already recorded the episode um, that I. Sorry, we have already recorded our next episode uh, when I will be reading. A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness, and I'm wishing that we'd recorded this beforehand because there's also bullying in that mm. book. And it's way more realistic because there is a character who is kind of obsessed with bullying our main character, kind of obsessed with just fucking him over and making him feel bad. And still that doesn't extend beyond like stealing his books. Spur of the moment behavior. Like one of these kids, one of these kids gathered up cat vomit in order to put in his shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so he gets arrested. He doesn't get arrested. He is walking past the Garda station and they're like, hey, come in for a chat, right? Which is... You cannot do that. He is a minor, right? And they're just like, come in for a chat and we'll have a chat with you because we think we have suspicions about you, but like, we're not arresting you. You're not arrested. And I'm just... If you bring a minor into a police station you have to have an adult with them like Mm -hmm. and he repeatedly asks now i now i'm just complaining about guards right but like he repeatedly asks do i need a solicitor do i should my parents be here and they're like no 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 we're just having a chat and then he himself he repeatedly asks this and then he himself is like oh i see how it is if i ask for a solicitor on my parents then that looks suspicious but if i don't then you have me like telling you things that I shouldn't necessarily be telling you and stuff and they're like he's like it's a catch-22 and they're like it's only a catch-22 if you're guilty and I'm like police have policies and procedures for a reason (laughs) to prevent the abuse of power they also like yeah he refers to the kid that bullies him by his last name and they're like oh you call him Rattington you don't call him John and he's just like no and they're like so you must hate him and, and and Aiden's like, I don't hate him. I just don't like him because he's a bullying asshole. And they're like, so you hate him. Dude. Also, that is so common as a nickname in growing up. Like everyone, again, from a rural area, everyone's nickname, their surname. It's confusing because everyone in my family, everyone on the paternal side of my family is nicknamed McHugh. So like... 
if we're hanging out like in a group situation if me and my sister go out on a night out together or something like people are like oh my god McHugh and we're like who what what are you talking about like it is yeah. a term of endearment to call someone and by their surname just... yeah Kira I hate this book so do I and I think that I kind of want to like close up around now because I don't really have anything else to be saying other than like other various things that I didn't like about us. Um, it seems the- not only poorly written, but inaccurate to a culture I belong to. And that is extra upsetting to me. Because yeah. again, I'm like, I I know better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say rural Ireland is without its faults. And you can definitely write a great ghost story about uh, someone who may or may not have been murdered and may or may not have committed suicide in a small gossipy town like this but don't do it inaccurately it appears that the town itself has extra supernatural stuff going on that dates back to the famine and a man who is related to Shlinia um distantly having tried to do some sort of demon ritual in order to curse God for abandoning them to the famine. Um, so there's, so the, the, the town can get colder than usual towns. Other people start showing up with like unusual frostbite and stuff as the, the dog, not dog attacks are going on. And when I had left us, they had figured out that someone else in the now times had tried to summon a demon and that it would appear that that demon had been summoned and is the person who was attacking all the people but uh i don't i didn't i didn't get to find out who that person that is who summoned the demon was didn't get that far um and that perhaps slonya's death uh was coincidental to the demon summoning mm-hmm. Uh, Do you want me to bring up my theory of how you could fix this book? How could you fix this book? Is it by not writing us? Um, no, I'm going to rewrite it better because <laughs> I'm better at this. Um, so you can open it completely as it is or very similar to how it is where our boys commit is considering suicide. He's having a tough time. He's very unhappy. Uh, he's into like the cure and Kurt Cobain and he cares about the 27 club and he's an alt boy and he's not like the other boys around here and no one understands him and he's very artsy and cool and Slonya dies and he's the only one who sees her ghost and she manipulates his sense of reality to think that everyone's out to get him and people are calculated and making him and picking on him specifically to isolate him more because he's the only one who can see her ghost. And then you go uh, back more and she's fucking with his memories and thinking the reason everyone's fucking with him this way is because his girlfriend cheated on him because other girls can't be trusted the way she can. And she, you know, she's drawing him more and more and more into this like controlling relationship and that could be really good and you can resolve it with him getting out or you could resolve it uh, very darkly with him kind of succumbing to it. Uh, but yeah, that would be a better story. Um, while you were saying that, I just remembered 
that at one point he hears a story of a girl about his age who is after being committed to a psychiatric unit because she lived in an apartment block on like the sixth floor or something and, and that she, drives you insane yeah I agree but she has been seeing a girl floating outside her window and I and he's just like, oh, I wonder how, why she is seeing that. Like, how could she possibly be having such a weird, um, like hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic, like experience, experiences and things. And I'm like, dude, your girlfriend can float and glows. And at no point does it occur to him that maybe this girl in his class is seeing Shlonlia out his out her window. And everyone thinks that she's insane because of us. And I'm just like, dude, you need, you have the pieces. Start putting them together. But he doesn't care about other people. But I'm just like, why are you thinking so deeply about this and not putting like one and two together? Like what? Why? And even if you're wrong, even if it turns out like that he made a misconception, because at one point I was like, hey, your girlfriend is kind of obsessed with you. And is an immortal dead being with weird powers. Could it be that the people that are bullying you are coming up injured because she's been attacking them? And also this other girl at the same time is saying that she's seeing a being floating outside her window that glows. And you've described how your girlfriend glows and can flows. Do you want to do you want to go maybe ask her if she's been attacking the people in town and he doesn't. He doesn't ask if she's responsible. He just finds out about this famine situation and the demon that's been summoned. But I'm like, oh my god, you really... Huh. What? If this is supposed to be a red herring, it's the worst red herring I've ever encountered. Yeah, can I get some little... Can I get a small amount of um, applause for my better version? Because I think that would be... Thank you. It would be a good book I'd like to read. Uh, you should write it down. <laughs> It's far enough away from this plot that you could, you could, you could write it. <laughs> also, again, let me just reiterate, Anna Dressed in Blood has a cool, our, our main character is a ghost hunter. He's got a moral, like, he's morally driven to kill ghosts because ghosts are bad people. There's a very powerful ghost and she's killing and hurting people and he finds out she doesn't want to but she's still doing it and he's like can I still kill her even if she's only killing people by accident because like that's not fair but also the impact of her actions are still that she's killing people and there is some bad stuff in there about the racialization of magic and I go into that in the pod but absolutely if you guys came into this like thinking ooh spooky teen ghost story that would be amazing Try out Anna Dressed in Blood. Yeah. Um, I'm really sorry for being so negative about this book. I firmly believe that every book has a reader. I've said this already. I cannot tell you who the reader for this book is, but I know that someone out there will find it and it's the perfect book for them in that moment. Some books that I have read, I've been like, this is a bad book. And then I picked it up five years later and I was like, this book is actually great. Some books I've read, I'm like, I didn't enjoy that. But I know that my 16, 15 year old self would have loved that. So maybe there is a reader for this book. I hope that they find us. But it's a very kind hearted reading, Kira. You're very open. I cannot in good faith 
recommend this book to anyone in this moment. Aoife, I will give it to you if you want to try it. No. But I don't think that you do. I really no. don't. And that was Shiver the Whole Night Through by Dara McManus, who we will not be tagging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dara, if you're out there and if you've listened through, congratulations on writing a book. It's not easy to write a book. I have never finished in writing a book. And if you're like, oh, these mean women on this podcast are being mean about my book. Yeah, but we haven't fucking written one though, have we? So you're grand, you're golden. He has some books for adults that are much better reviewed than this one. He has The Polka Dot Girl, which is also a mystery. And he has GAA Confidential, which is a humorous look at the GAA and all the stories that you wanted to know about it and he has like um a short fiction book as well I think or he's he has written a number of short stories so I think that his adult books have been much better received than this one and he's he's a journalist he's he's got an income coming in I hope he's doing well but (laughs) yeah I'm sure he's doing grand that's the dealio um we're back in two weeks with what's your next book Aoife It is A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness, which is a book written by Patrick Ness, who we've already covered a book by on the pod. He was the author of The Knife of Never Letting Go. But the original idea for this book was actually by Siobhan Dowd, who was an Irish-British woman, great human rights activist, who worked with incarcerated people the world over, uh, encouraging literacy and improving their rights. And she also wrote a few books for young adult, for young adults. And uh, unfortunately, she passed away of breast cancer before she could finish this one. So Patrick Ness took the idea and made it his own. And it was quite a good book, very much about grief. Um, As we've said, we've actually already recorded it because we put off recording this one so much from from me. Um, And it's a great episode. You're all going to love it. We're much more positive. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that book. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that means as well, of course, that we can't say what books we will be covering after that. So you'll want to keep an eye on our social media if you want to keep up with what we're doing in November. Um, We have ideas, but nothing set in stone. And if you've got any recommendations for great young adult books with a focus on perhaps Irish authors, let us know. On Twitter, you can find us at Forever YA Pod. On Instagram, we are at Forever YA Podcast. We are on Goodreads if you want to see what we are reading and recommend anything new. That's on goodreads.com forward slash Forever YA Pod. And we are on patreon.com forward slash Forever YA Pod. If you want to buy us a coffee, Patreon's the place to go. If you want me to be able to afford audiobooks so that I can read books that are not in the in easy to read format you should go to patreon.com and yeah also if you can't support the podcast financially I completely understand these are tough times but if you'd like to support us otherwise just honestly get in contact with us on social media and let us know what you thought if you don't have social media please don't try find us that would be really creepy but you know spread the word tell your friends Uh, Tell anyone you think might be interested in 
our work here because it's how we get new listeners and we love our little community of readers around us yeah and actually that's so yeah that's been us thank you for listening sometimes we are not the readers for the books that we are reading sometimes you just gotta stop reading a book because it's making you angry and instead talk about it for an hour with your friend (laughs) that's what we do here um i'm actually just gonna ad lib for a second and say i'm a person who loves fantasy-ish horror-ish books and we've covered a few of them for the pod so if you found this episode disappointing like i said anna dressed in blood might be a good Mm -hmm. book for you and a good episode the original shiver by maggie steve otter i'm sure the sound quality of that is absolute shit but the book is about a werewolf romance and it is gorgeous we also have Never Bite a Boy on the First Date, which was a lovely vampire romance, very fluffy and bubblegummy that I did last summer. And what was your I did last the Ren Hunts uh, in December or January, which was which was Irish and spooky and had different magical thralls in us. Um, I actually don't know what I read last October. Um, wait, one second, I'll find out. I did, I did Skullduggery Pleasant last October for my spooky read, which is about uh, paranormal activity within Ireland and a magician creature with a skull for a head who was undead. It just got, came back as a skeleton. It's got a detective tone to it. Yeah. If that's something you would miss from this book. Yeah. I mean, he does try to detective. He's just really bad at it in this book. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm so sorry. To, he should to just Darren become like a punk musician and he'd be fine yeah maybe he could be the next Morrissey Morrissey has become a feckin anti-vaxxer I know it's fucking terrible Marcy... alright we're gonna say goodbye now mm-hmm um stay safe guys have a good two weeks we will be back with you on the last tuesday in october yep stay safe wash your hands bye bye get your flu shot bye